Okay, I'm going to start the music right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we get into our fearless beer review. We get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff with his brand new computer. So exciting. So exciting. He yeah, loves it so much. Into, I got bullied into purchasing this. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, boring intros. Here we go. Uh, Asinine Radio, that's our handle on all of the social medias. Uh, we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. We have also have a phone number if you want to call. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Oh. And uh, that's all I got. Boring intro, over. So let's get right into our fearless beer review. What do you got, Jeff? Go. I have a hazy... A hazy, a hazy, uh, a hazy IPA here. It's very uh, nice. From from uh, from the Russian rivers, over in Russian uh, rivers, over in Super NorCal. This, I don't know. My, it's called Mind Circus. You brought it over. I'm just reading some of the things on here. It's seven <laughs> percent. I don't know. This is probably gonna be overrated, like Pliny the Elder. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens here. But Plenty of the Elder is, it's good. It's still really good. It is, it is, it's good. I think Blind Pig is better, but Plenty of the Elder is good. It's good. I think, I think just by, just by controlling the market of, of how many they, they release is, it kind of artificially drives demand. So okay. whenever it comes out, when people see it, it, it creates this kind of, this subconscious need, this want for something that if it was adequately available all like everywhere all year round then it wouldn't be people probably wouldn't think it was that good you know what i'm saying but it is it is readily it's it is pretty available all over now at not least in here. california yeah not out here or in california in california in the californias well i'm in yes. some i'm in some arizona beer groups and people come out oh i got pliny when i was in california i'm like oh my god do you have any extra can i please have some <laughs> so I think uh, I think they just they 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 brew just enough to know that anything more and it might hurt their um, I don't know their their the reputation not the reputation their their their, their want brand their need. I guess their need okay yeah that's fair I guess that's fair all right so you got that uh, I I have something also from Russian River uh, this is uh, this is Pliny the Elder actually I oh, actually went to the dude. same liquor store where I got your mind you circus. are such a butt liquor. I had no choice. I went there to go get Mind Circus, and he didn't have any more of them. They were gone. So I got the only Russian That's river that was available still, and and it was Pliny <laughs> the Elder. I would have, I totally would have got it, but yeah, he didn't have it. So I got Pliny the Elder. Obviously, I've had it many times before. It's a solid beer. So uh, yeah, should we... Uh, I, don't, what is, I don't even know what it is. I think it's like 8.5%. I don't even know. I'm I, should say I should say in the bottle. 
What? I'm, I'm pouring. It should say on the bottle. What, what, oh, what no, it, it does. Yeah, it's 8%. Eight, it's 8%. Eight it's 8%. Dude, it pours like this one pours light. Does it? I don't remember. I, I did have the, the Mind Circus once. When I was at your house, actually, I think. Well, you I brought the last, two, like, and there's still two. You have this time yeah. or last time? No, no, I think it was like a year ago. Oh. I, I think I brought out a bunch of Russian River stuff, and and that was one of them. Yeah, so. it pours. It pours really light. It pours like like you're making tang, but you you only put in like a third of the amount of the of the recommended scoops. Why? Why have we? Been, why have we been always talking tang, about baby. tang so much? Always tang, baby. <laughs> the last maybe two or three episodes, we've been talking. We've talked about tang at least once. Love the tang. Uh, God, the tang shots. Tang All right, shots. So my uh, my mine pour is you know very golden, see through. This is a. Uh, it's just it's a nice looking beer. No sediment, no floaties. Good head on top. What do you expect from a from a beer? You know, yeah, it's good no. stuffs. I mean, Russian right, River. You, they they do they do mm-hmm. take pride. They do take care of their stuff, and they do make good beers. I'm not I'm not discounting like Pliny or Russian River whatsoever. I just I do think they artificially increase demand by decreasing supply, which is smart. It, it is. It is. It's good business. And I I I think it was friend of the pod Mike. He told us once, or he, I don't remember if he told all of us, but I know he told me at least that uh, Russian River won't distribute their beer to stores that can't guarantee that they'll immediately be refrigerated. So that's why you you don't find it at Bevmo or Total Wine because they can't confirm or they can't guarantee that it'll be refrigerated immediately. I, I so think these <laughs> I, I I think even doing that makes them makes makes the illusion of of you know exclusivity even higher. <laughs> I know. Okay, if it sits out for a couple hours like do you really can tell the difference? Maybe. I don't know. But I think I, I think it's all just uh, it, it's all the illusion, and it's fine. It's worked out for him. It has, it has. All right, so let's uh, let's try it, and then we'll we'll rate it with our world famous three point rating system. So yeah, let's go. Mm. <laughs> mm. Talk about a well balanced, tasty IPA. This is like oh man, that's good. It is good. I'm not just saying that. This is a good IPA. Uh, all right, since, since you've never had your mind circus, what, what do you got? What do you got on this? Honestly, this is not like the best hazy I've ever had. So it's not as good as the the, the Deschutes one? Fresh no, twice? no, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. I, I don't, I I mean, it is a hazy, tastes like a hazy, but there's nothing, uh, there's nothing really else here. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing robust about this. It's very, it's very thin. It's very digestible. It's very easy. Okay. Thin. I, like I don't know. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was expecting a little bit more, to be honest. You wanted more juice. I think that's what it is. You wanted a juicier, more delectable taste. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Because mm. that, that's what I, that's what I look for in a hazy. I want, I want that fullness. I want that juiciness. Like you're biting into an orange or something, you know, or at least like a, I don't know, what's le- a tangerine maybe. Tangerine, the cutie. Yeah, the cutie. Yeah. Oh, those are good. those are so good. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, my Planet of the Elder. Obviously, I, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I know you like it. I I do even like though you it. Talk shit, even though you I talk shit, like I know it. you like it. But, I do uh, like it. I do like it. It's it's never <laughs> that hoppy. It's not malty. It's just it's really good. It's a really good fucking beer. It's I solid. do like it. I do like it. That's what I'm saying. So, with that being said, 
uh, we, we do have a three-point rating system where uh, three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your mind circus, Jeff? Go. Honestly, this is this is good. This is this is good. I I have nothing negative to say about it. I will never drink this again, though. I, we have another one here, but I'll probably just give it to Slum because they'll be all super excited. But I will I will I'm never gonna drink this again. So I it's it's a one point nine nine. Really, it's a oh, one point okay. nine nine with that little bar above the nine. That means it goes on for infinity, but it never reaches two. <laughs> okay, because I'm never gonna drink it again. You had you had to be that specific, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. I know there's a name for that infinity bar, but I don't know what it is because I took math in high school a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. All right. So you gave yours a 1.99 infinity. And uh, my my Pliny the Elder, I mean, I don't do this often. Oh, but God. I'm going to give it a perfect three. It's a perfect beer. Come on, man. I don't care about the hype. It's still a really good beer. It, it's a perfect beer. I've never been disappointed by it. It's a solid IPA, and I'm a big IPA man. So, all right. Yeah. So I did check on Beer Advocate. Raul did leave us, uh, or not left us. He left a review for both Pliny the Elder and Mind Circus. So, okay. on Pliny the Elder, he gave it a four point seven three out of five. This is back in 2012, almost fucking ten years ago, February 18th, 2012. So, what is it? The 16th today. Holy shit. Um. Is what he put on tap at Hollingshead in Orange, California. Raul be seeing stars because this beer got him lifted. <laughs> Floral and piney, like a twilight wedding. I mean, the thing tasted like J Lo's underdrawers. Perfection. I, I we've read this before. I remember reading this one before. What? <laughs> flavor be popping hard. Wait, flavor be popping hard like Wiz Khalifa screaming black and yellow. It's a shame that this thing be hard to get, but I know where to get it two weeks from a source. Fresh, cause yeah, it that good. Damn, tasted like J Lo's underdrawers. That's 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 perfection. something. That's, that's what he says. Perfection. <laughs> now that I, now that I have my new laptop, I actually pulled up Raul's. I signed into my account on Beer Advocate oh, and then pulled okay. up Raul Mondesi's review for this beer before you even done talking. Did you? Nice. There you go. You're finally. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm, on, I'm proud. On of my you. old computer, I wouldn't even have tried to do it for fear of my computer <laughs> freezing and locking up entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you stepped into you know yeah. mod- the modern era. Yeah, post 1997 here. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. That's nice. But yeah, he it did is. leave a review on 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 my beer as well. I can read it. You can read it because now no, now, go for now, it. No, you got now it. I'm up. in the game. I'm in the game now. Yeah, you you're good. Go. So it, it, he said it was on tap at Native Son Ale House in Saint Anna. Do you know where that is? Do never, you know what that is? I've never I've never been there. Never heard of it either. Yeah. Um, right off the bat. First thought is that it's not world class. No, sir. This is not this is not Usain Bolt running for the gold. Think more like some dude from Ghana that finished in fourth. It's a great effort, but no medal should be given. Maybe a ribbon or a golden star. <laughs> yeah, put a golden star in it and I'm good. Peace. <laughs> and that's like that's you know, that's, uh, that's that's like that's kinda what I said, right? That's Yeah, it's true. It's not true. showing off, not falling behind, but but uh forgettable but still really good. Yeah, I you you notice too when you read his reviews, you tend to slip up because he just puts in weird things in there that you just you're not expecting, so it throws you off. Because when you got to that Usain Bolt, you you stopped, and I th- I think you were just reading it in your mind. <laughs> well, the, the, 
And then I realized, like, how do you, is it Usain or is it Usain? I can't remember how do you, how you say Usain Bolt because he was such a phenomenon in what night or 2000, like 19, 18, 17. I can't yeah, remember, yeah. but I forgot how to say his fucking name. Cause I, I mean, <laughs> for whatever reason, the, the world was like entranced with this, with this guy who could, he was the fastest person on earth, which is cool for a minute. Yeah. Like, I guess like, okay. You run faster than anybody else. I don't care. I still don't care about the Olympics. Sorry. And then his name is Bolt, and he's the fastest person in the world. Said that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. No, very cool. I, but again, I still don't give a fuck about the Olympics. Yeah, I don't either. I've not watched one event. No, actually, I take it back. We, d- You and I did watch that one event when we were at Yucca, because we had nothing else to look at except for skinheads. So I'd rather look oh, yeah. at the Olympics than look at the Oh yeah, they're shooting rifles and skiing and yeah, that that last like hundred yards, they were just kind of like swaying back and forth while skiing. It was stupid. <laughs> and I'm sorry for like anybody that that really likes the Olympics or, or trains their entire life to go to the Olympics. It's just it's just a, I don't know. It, it's 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 antiquated. It's, it's old school. Nobody cares anymore. It's it's not relevant. That's fair. That's very fair. I, it's just so boring. It, except maybe like now that they added skateboarding and everything, but even then, I'm probably not going to watch it. Maybe that's maybe that's like the the drawback is that there's so many sports and and why yeah. like why watch baseball in the Olympics when like at the MLB is is top tier baseball besides like Japanese baseball, just top tier baseball on earth. Like why watch soccer in the Olympics when the World Cup is the only thing I want to watch. Why watch yeah. anything else? Like, and then now we're doing like, like skateboarding. Like, okay, we have the X Games. The X Games is so much better than the Olympics. <laughs> Way better. Like, why the fuck Way am I cooler. watching the Olympics? <laughs> it's true. Fuck the Olympics. Dumb. It is dumb. It's stupid. Silly boy <sighs> talk. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Agreed. 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 No more. Or right, or so or, or or Tyler Rebecca, or we could put like. Mm-hmm. We could do like fights to the death, like the, the most dangerous game style. Oh god! Like that, that, that I'd watch. Like you want your freedom, guy, serial killer guy. You want your freedom, then you need to fight a tiger, and then <laughs> see what happens. Like that, I, I'd watch that. That'd be that'd be pretty dope. Oh man, that's, that's all consensual. Like, uh... All consensual. I get it. That's fine. Not a big deal. Man, that's uh, that's pretty demented. I like it. I like it. You're telling me that, like, like if 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 the guy, the the anybody that just did the heinous act, decided that to fight for his freedom, he had to fight like a fucking Bengal tiger. You wouldn't watch. I mean, if he was doing it for his, yeah, I probably would. You know, you'd watch. Yeah, and we'd all be rooting for the tiger. Uh, and, prob- uh, probably, probably, because we don't want to see animals die. Nobody really let, like. Nobody enjoys watching animals die. No, even like even like documentaries when the lion is feeding like its family to kill like an antelope, it's still pretty sad. You kind of root for the antelope, knowing that if it's if it escapes, like the lion's gonna die of starvation. Yeah. You still root for the antelope. That's true. That's, that's, that's what we did. Fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I, I would. I would. Stupid. I would watch that type of Olympics. You know. Yeah. Oh my god! All right. So enough Olympic talk. Let's uh, let's move on to our vinyl pickups. That uh, obviously leads into the song of the week. So, uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. So this is super short because we had just gone record shopping, and 
after detoxing that Sunday and Monday and most of Tuesday, I didn't, I didn't listen to a lot of records this week. All right. Not a lot of backlog. Fair. So I only really have three things. I just have two Balancing Souls records. The Balancing oh Souls. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. So uh, I'm almost, I, I, there's a couple ones from the Balancing Souls that I still want record-wise. So I'm not quite done with my collection, but um, I definitely made a dent. And, and I have two more added to that now. And that's Anchors Away. And then I also bought um, their self-titled, the Balancing Souls, Balancing Souls. Ah, uh, yes. yes. The Bouncing Souls, Bouncing Souls, that, that is, I mean, that's fucking like 25 minutes long. And it's 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 perfect. It's perfection. It's got East Coast Fuck You, Shark Attack, all their greatest that we will hear when we go see them live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Anchors Away is, is, a, is a later one. And that one came out right after How I Spent My Summer Vacation. So it's a little, a little forgotten. And it was kind of like a transitional period for the band. And they're writing songs a little bit differently. But Anchors Away is one that um, I, had, I had never listened to until, until we started doing the pod, actually. And then going back to it. And even then, I, I still kind of kept it at, at arm's, arm's length. Never really yeah. dove into yeah. it. But it's, it's a fucking good record. It's fantastic. It has a lot of... A lot of really, really, really good Bouncing Souls songs that are just typical <clears throat> Bouncing Souls stuff. Like good sing-along songs, good mosh songs, good punk songs, good slow songs. It's just kind of like a a weird comp of like everything they've done prior to that. I would agree. I, I would definitely agree. It's But it, you could tell that they kind of took the, the popular elements from Summer Vacation and kind of expanded on that a little bit more. But it was still edgy enough to keep you interested. Especially yeah. with that drum tone, I, that I mean that 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 tinny sound on the snare drum gives that that kind of garage rock feel, the kind of rawness to kind of yeah. counteract the pop. But it's I it's, love the record too. It's fantastic. It's solid. It's it's a good record, and uh, for all of you out there that probably are Bouncing Souls fans, but only up until How I Spent My Summer Vacation, you know, give it another try. It's it really listen. it's it's a solid record, and I will say out of their entire discography, the only ones I never go back to are the Gold Record and uh, Ghost on the Boardwalk, the two that came after Anchors Away. But those are just like those are way too poppy for me. But everything else, even after that, you know, Comet. I think Comet's really great. It's very poppy, but it still it still has some edge to it, and and Simplicity is really good too. Great stuff. They put out yeah. solid music. Simplicity's definitely also grown on me. Since we've uh, since we the early days of the pod talked about it, but Ghost in the yeah. Boardwalk is is for sure my least favorite record by them. Yeah, there's not there's not a single song on there that that redeems it. Like at least with the gold record, the gold song is really good. Oof, that, that's that's like a, that's a top five bouncing soul song. Oh, that's not right. But it's so good. Uh, it's good. It's a good song. Great song. But yeah, okay. So what else you got? Um, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. Except for that's my, it, my pick all. of the week. Shit. That's it. That's all. I mean, we, we listen to stuff when you're out here, but I gotta, I gotta do the two times thing and you know, that whole yeah, stupid yeah. shit and fucking dumb yeah. guy over here. You have stupid rules for yourself. But stupid okay. little rules. But yeah, that's, that's all I got for that. Um, so when, 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 when Tyler was out here, I had bought a better copy of a George Thurgood and the Destroyers album, Moving On Over, because my copy, um, the first track the moving on over title track, uh, it skips. It it it, it, it just jumps, jumps mm-hmm. maybe like one rotation, and then it just I don't know. I I just wanted a better copy, and seeing that better copy is like five dollars, 
who cares? And it's a great record, and I like it. So that's that's my that's my pick of the week is George Thurgood. And I picked up two songs. One song is from the album that I bought. That's the Hawaiian Boogie song. The other one is just a song that I think is so goddamn good. So annoying. But I kept singing it as we were going out to the bar and just singing yeah, it over and over yeah. because, I mean, but just the one Thurgood, line. Yeah, Just the one by line. all accounts, he's not a great singer. He's very, very iconic in his his really bad way of singing. Very guttural, very raspy, very low, very just very like working class, very uh, fucking Mike McColgan from Dropkick. Just you know what I mean? Just not very yeah, good, yeah. but like damn, I'll get behind him. I'll get behind him. But dude, George right. Thorogood, he's such an underrated just rocker. The dude rocks. He's Nothing, not not setting any records with with pacing or how fast he can play or with songwriting, but the guy just fucking rocks. He reminds me of like Ted Nugent. I don't think he's not as good as Ted Nugent, but he reminds me of Ted Nugent. He just writes really fucking good rocking songs. Everything George Thurgood does, as far as his first five albums are concerned, because I have all five of them, and I love every you. single one because I can listen to him front to back and never be bored, not one time. But <laughs> a lot of his songs do sound the same. I get it, but damn, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of albums that we buy that we like eighty percent of the songs, and the twenty percent we kind of like. Uh, I could do without this, but not yeah, with George sure. Thurgood. Honestly, not with George Thurgood. Every single song is at least an almost banger. Oof, that's that's quite st- that's a bold statement. It's not. It's not at all. It's not. It's not. Because both Sick. of these songs are fucking bangers. Even even the Right on Josephine song is a fucking banger. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I will say that Hawaiian Boogie was a much better song. Much, much better song. But it's, yeah, the, the, I think the only reason I'm giving Right on Josephine a hard time is because you did not stop for like two or three hours. It's like so you just kept, good. Like every, every few minutes for two or three hours, you... Uh, just kept going. You just kept saying "Ride on Josephine" the way he does it. Josephine, <laughs> ride on. That's a Bo Diddley song too. Every all that. Oh my god, it was so dumb. And the guy, so the, like like George Thurgood, is just so well versed. And if you if you listen to like Bo Diddley's version of "Ride on Josephine," which I I I, I think it's his version or if it's his song, it could be just somebody else's song that came from Bo Diddley. But if you listen to Bo Diddley's song, there's a little there's a couple little like like riffs and transition that Bo Diddley does that George Thurgood incorporates into his solo, into his like guitar leads. And it's so subtle. And it's just such a, he's so well read in the blues realm that he can write his own little bluesy solos, but then also kind of like throw out little tinges here and there of the, of the person that actually wrote the song. And unless you've heard that person's version of it, you would just think it's George Thurgood's, but he's even said like, nah, I always give, I always like pay respects. I always give credit where credit is due. I'm like like Zeppelin and everybody else, but George Thorogood, <laughs> honest to God, dude, honest. I think the dude is an underrated rocker. He's good. He is definitely good. He is not just good. Sure. He's fucking fantastic. He is a great guitar player. He is a great guitar player. I, I'm not denying that at all. His his vocals throw me off a lot though. He sings a little too much. I think that's why I liked Hawaiian Boogie because there was a lot of instrumental. There were a lot of instrumental breaks. And I threw the Hawaiian Boogie in there because I knew you'd complain about. It. I don't like vocal. I don't want 
But hey, you gotta man, think, I just call them as I see them. Like, you got to think back to like Delta Blues. You got to think back to where the, blues began. Yeah, I know. I get it. It's all he, vocals with a little bit of guitaring. That's, it's, know, that's what it I is. Know. So that is what he is trying to bring to, to the 70s, to the late 70s. He's trying to bring Delta Blues sounds, Delta Blues tones, Delta Blues feelings. But it includes singing. It includes bad singing. I know, you can hear it in his vocals. He, he, you could tell he really tries to emanate what you know the guys were doing in the 20s. Mississippi and everything. So I get it. I get it. I don't think you do. I do. I always get it. I'm, I, I'm the smartest <laughs> person you know. <laughs> it must be All fucking right. opposite <laughs> there. April Fool's Day or something. <laughs> Which song do you want me to play? Right on Josephine or Hawaiian Bookie? Play Right on Josephine. All right. Here we go. Here it is from uh, the George Thorogoods. There you go, right on Josephine from George Thorogood. It's a good song, man. It's it too is good. really good. It's too good. I wouldn't say too good. It's oh very God. good. It's, it's very good. Like, you, it's you, what? you think that you like just pure, unaltered music, and it's, that's what you sound like. You go like this, like, but <laughs> you're not even saying anything. I know, that was the point. <laughs> no, so no, no, even stupid. before. No, I know that that was it. When I said "look it," that was I. I know what I know what I know what's happening. I'm here. I'm here doing it. I know. You're doing it. This is a band. This is it's a three piece, and instead of finding a singer, George is like, "I'll just fucking sing." Like, who cares? This is let's just play fucking music. Good God! Don't focus on like his vocals. There's melodies there in his vocals. It's fine. It's not a big deal. What's what's like what you should be focusing on is tone, and just where it's going. Because he, he jams, he riffs, he plays your stupid guitars, those big fat hollow bodies with the f holes. Yeah, the Gretsch, the big, the big Gretsch guitars. I don't know if he play. I don't know so if he man. plays Gretsch. I, I I know he plays Epiphone, and I think he's played Gibsons in the past. But they're all dumbass, big ass hollow body f hole cuts and stupid <laughs> shit. But the guy just, dude, the guy rocks, man. The guy rocks. 
he is very good. I mean, I'm not, not, I'm not denying that at all. And his guitar tone is unbelievably cool. It's, it's so it's, dry sounding. It's very Delta Blue sounding. It's, it's, it's as if like Robert Johnson or Son House plugged into an amp and had a little bit of distortion to it. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, but it, he he plays with more of a groove. He doesn't do like the chuggy that dun 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 dun. It's it's more. It's just much more smooth and groovier than normal than traditional Delta Blues or what you'd think of Delta Blues. I think it's perfect. I think he's fantastic. I think I think he's amazing. Wow. He's good. There's no there's no negatives about it. What there, there are he's literally good. No, no he's, negatives. He's fine. He's good. He's fine. He's good. He's at least good. He's no less than good. Okay, Ever. fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking bad on him. He's you're good. not talking he's good really on him. You think like you, you think he's okay, but you're just saying that he's good. That's what's. Happening. I guess I need to listen to him more. That's what it. That's what it comes down to. I have to listen to him more. Dude, that first album. I tell you over and over, just to listen to his first fucking album. It's on our list of to dos. I know. I'm surprised you haven't. It's been there day one. Tom, shut I'm up. I'm surprised you haven't. You haven't thrown one into the bin, for me to listen to. I there yeah, was you get there, you get so many lots. I I can't believe you haven't already thrown it in. I, I now have three extra George Thurgood's in the bins that I forgot. I remember I said that of I have course. one for you and I forgot them, but they will be here next time you come. So there you go. Uh, I'll be out there in like three weeks. So including his live record, which is so damn good. Well, you say some live records are so damn good. No, I've told you all live records. All the live <laughs> records I tell you are good are good. I say, hey, you should listen to the Kiss live uh, records. Really good. And Tyler's like, I don't like Kiss. Kiss are stupid because they have a lot of stupid songs. I said, no, you said Tyler. The same thing too. I said, no, listen. Tyler, listen to the live record. It's actually really, really good. You'll be surprised. And it took you like a year to listen to it. And then finally, like, oh it my took me God. Like less than a month. It was, no, it was you not less than a month. It was like, it was it was less like than a six month. months. It was not six. And then finally, you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is a really good record. <laughs> yeah. Like Goofy. The yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Wait. That's what I, you are. I bought it. I, you didn't even get it for me. I bought it at White Rabbit. As you should have, because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, so I when I bought it, I I think I listened to it that night actually. I don't know why. I don't know why you don't trust like your dad's taste in music. I know what you like. <laughs> okay. You think you do? I know, but you really Please. don't. I know more about you than you will ever know about yourself. That is a fact. Well, that's not true. That is a fact. That's not true. That's I know. True. I know more about you than God knows about you. Well, that's possible. That's fact. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Sometimes. I talked to her. I talked to her. Woo, to Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. I have I have quite a few here, more than I normally do. Oh, babe, um, here we go. Spent some time listening to records this week. Had some downtime. So uh, let's start with uh, with this one. It comes from VMP, the website VMP. Vinyl Me, please. This is uh, Young MC, Stone Cold Ramen, his first record from September 1989. Really the only record that ever he had any sort of recognition that he got any sort of rec- recognition for Ooh. it's true though come on I mean, I was besides bust a move stumbling over the, how, to, how, to, how to say that oh okay yeah you're making fun of my uh, yeah my speech mm-hmm. alright that's fine that's fun yep uh, yeah but but yeah bust a move you know huge huge hit uh, back then 89-90 and um, just an iconic hit in that golden era of hip hop and uh, this this entire record is is fantastic, and I mean, I talk shit on VMP a lot, but they really do put out really good pressings, really really do. Uh, the packaging's great. It's a really rad variant, and it sounds really good. And I 
I listened to two hip hop records back to back, Young MC and then the next one, which I'm going to talk about. And the difference in, in sound quality uh, is drastic. Like this Young MC record sounds amazing sonically. And then I'll just say Public Enemy. I listened to Public Enemy after it. Oh. And the, oh. Dr- the drop in quality was significant. I could not believe it. But uh, but yeah, so y- Young MC, you got this one too. I, I, you, I was actually there when you got it in the mail, but you obviously haven't listened to it yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, if it's really, if you like that golden era of hip hop, which I, lo- I like a lot, this is, uh, this is definitely one you should get into if you haven't already. It's really can fun. We, it's good stuff. Can, can we say that, again, your dad told you that you were going to like this record. I said that yeah. you're going to like this record. And you should get it. Mm-hmm. And you were so, you were so on the fence as per usual. Do I get it? Do I not get it? I said, Do you just fucking get it? VMP is expensive, yes, but every hip hop album that I have got, I absolutely adore. I love so much. Just get this record. And you almost got store credit or whatever the fuck stupid shit you were doing over no, there. No, that was that was for a different record. But this one too, you did not want to get this one. You specifically yeah, told me you were not. No, it wasn't almost. It was like you were, you were, you were set on not getting it until I convinced you not. just to fucking get it. And then you listen to the song "Bust a Move" and you're like, "Yeah, no, it's a good well, song." I've always known that song. I've always <laughs> known that song. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I wave my finger right now. You no, 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 no. You think you know "Bust a Move" because you know just "Bust a Move." That's what you think you know. But you forget <laughs> about like the four or five verses that he throws down. It's a long fucking song. It is, and yeah. you forget about yeah. all of the verses that he throws down that are so jam packed with really, really funny, with really, really great lyrics. It is a phenomenal song. It is one of the greatest of hip hop songs of all time. It's amazing, it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's amazing. so again, your dad comes in, and I know what you like, and I, I, I saved the day, <laughs> so it's fine. Well, but, that's um, wrong. Much, much like a dad, I, I don't require thanks or gratitude. So I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> that's fine because I, I won't, I won't thank you. I know, that's um, fine. So the next one here, this one you picked up for me. Uh, I don't know, Grace maybe? I don't know where you picked it up from. But it's uh, Public, en- Public Enemy, their album Fear of a Black Planet. You even picked it up too uh, while, while I was out there. Yeah, now and, I'm scared uh, th- because, yeah. Well. So, yeah, this is their third record. came out in April of 19, was it? Oh, shit, 1990? I wrote that wrong. I wrote 1980, but it's not 1980. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, it is a really good record. The songs are great. And I was surprised at how much Flavor Flav actually sang on this. He had a couple songs that were just his, but he had a lot more to do on other songs than he normally does, which was, or that I've heard at least. And um, no, the record was really great, but it was really quiet. So oh. like I said, when, when I put on this record right after Young MC, like it was like half the volume. I'm not even joking. It was like half the volume. So I turned it up. It's not nearly as punchy and as thick sounding as Young MC. It's not nearly as dynamic, um, but the songs are are there. They're, the songs are good. I mean, Fight the Power. I mean, you can't fuck with that song. That song's so good. Even Corn fucking covered that song. It's great. Corn and Exhibit. Corn and Exhibit covered that song. You say like I mean, even Corn, like even even Corn did the song. Yeah. Like, even even that shit band Corn. <laughs> Is it is but, it as quiet uh, as the as the Wu Tang pressing? Yeah, I would I would dare to say it's as quiet as that Wu Tang, the cheap Wu Tang pressing. Yeah, I would say. That. Dude, this is a fucking newer pressing. Why are we still having to like worry about these new pressings sounding like shit? I don't understand. 
And if you go on Discogs, the copy we have, if you go down into the comments, everybody says the same thing about the volume. How it's just very low volume. Damn but you, you you should you should do what I do. You should listen to Young MC first, and then throw on this Public Enemy, just to to hear that the drastic difference. I I will, and I will report back next week because Good. I'm very interested, and I'm a little saddened too. I don't that that kind of sucks. Yeah, it it does it does. But regardless, the the songs are great, and you can't fuck with Public Public Enemy. I mean, they've never really put out anything bad until I'd say more recently. But whatever. Uh, the next two here. I uh, got from you, and we actually listened to these two records together, and it's uh, Neil Young. It's uh, Rust Never Sleeps and Live Rust. Oh, God so damn pretty it. much, yeah, so pretty much the, uh, the the songs came from the same tour, the Rust Never Sleeps tour, and uh, yeah, it's but then Rust Never Sleeps is, you know, half of it's live, part of it's not, or no, that's both live, I'm sorry, it, both parts are live, but one half is acoustic, the other half is a full band, and it's fucking good, man really good did you listen, have you listened to live rust again at home what'd you say did you listen to live rust again when you got home no i i, I haven't listened to it again uh then I, I want i want you to reserve hold hold off on on your thoughts on live rust until you listen to it again okay home, no, by yourself because it, it's I, a different I, dynamic i was going to listen to it again but i wanted to wait until i got because i i ordered like new cleaner for used records so i want to like give it a good cleaning before i uh why are you ordering again, cleaner? So. I have like, I, I made. Well, no, it I here. also ordered some other. I ordered some other stuff too. So, I because I don't have one of those brushes that you have. Remember how pissed you got at me, and I've been wanting one of those brushes. I know, like coming over, Tyler. Just, oh my god, there's just I, there's so many problematic things with the way Tyler runs his <laughs> record life. I just I can't even. <laughs> I, it's, he's okay, like, so he's like a fucking caveman. You are. So what I'll do is I'll report back. I'll listen to these two again this week, and I'll report because well, we, because like, like, like you know how much I love Live Rust, and we talked about you're sitting there going through, and I kept like talking over, like this is so good, nah, this is my favorite part. Listen to this, <laughs> like you can't really get, you can't listen to everything when someone is is talking over it, even if they're talking excitedly about it. So I, I you know, I even told mm-hmm. you like listen to it again, and see what you think, because Live Rust is my favorite Neil, my favorite thing Neil Young has done. I know it is. I know it's. It yeah, was really great. I really album it. And I said it was live rest and he yelled at me. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I, I did. I did read something really cool about Rest Never Sleeps. Is that the part? Part of the record was recorded at Indigo Ranch in Malibu. Wow, are you familiar with Indigo Ranch? Indigo, uh, no, no, you're not. Mm. So uh, it's a famous studio that's no longer there. It got burned. It was burned down like six or seven years ago. Mm. But it's a famous studio where ross robinson used to record a lot of a lot of bands there like he recorded the first two corn records there he recorded the first two slipknot records that the drive-in album um a bunch of records and biscuits first record he recorded there so a lot of like new metal bands came or recorded at indigo ranch as well as like a shit ton of other bands and artists but like for, when it comes to new metal indigo ranch was the the place that was like the epicenter of new metal was that fucking place? Well, yeah. so I, thought, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Neil Young fucking recorded at the same place Corn did. I mean, that's fucking I mean, that's cool, right? I wonder like which songs he recorded there because there was a lot of recording studios that he used. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if it was on the acoustic stuff or the like the hard stuff. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah. Oh, dude, what the fucking neighbor's boyfriend? Loud ass classic fucking hot rod. So fucking loud. Can you hear it? 
Okay. Uh, like as you talk, I can hear something, but can barely yeah. pick it out. Okay, good. All right, so almost done here. This next thing is uh, is from the specials. Pick this one up from your friend David. And uh, oh this yeah, is their their self titled record. We went shopping in the in his uh, shipping room at his house, and uh, picked this one. This is one of the things I picked up from him. Uh, it's the specials. It's the first record self titled. Came out October nineteen seventy nine. This is like the introduction of two tone, of the second wave of ska essentially. And um, yeah, this is uh, this is I I had so much fun listening to this. I just I thought it was fantastic. I've heard this record like twice before, and I know I. I really, really liked it, but I'm just so stoked that I have this one. I don't it's so I, good, man. I, first of all, I didn't. You don't. I don't like two tone. I don't like. I don't like anything Why? about Two-tone it. I think cool, it's stupid. Man. It's not cool. It's dumb. It, it's 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 just stupid. It's I I, I cannot stand two tone. I think it's terrible. It's boring. I. Even I for ska I'm, standards, I don't I don't understand why you like this. I was fucking surprised when you spent money on this because. <laughs> this is uh, this is dumb. This is this is. Have dumb. you ever heard this record though? Yes, I've I've heard like five or six of the oh, specials so records. I, I this is I produced mean, by might, fucking uh, what's the dude's name? Elvis Costello. Uh, Elvis he Costello. Yeah, good. Yeah, God. he produced this one. I know. I know. I think it's really it's really good. It might be better than Third Wave. No. <laughs> I, I know you don't think that. Because uh, I don't think that. Stupid. I don't think that. No, two tone is just um, two tone's still really good. It's a lot of fun. No, it's not. It is. You're it's, you're just fucking not. boring. That's what it is. You're fucking boring. No, two tone is fucking boring. Two tone was a it was a a, a a poor effort to to capitalize on like ska the ska sound, and it was uh, it was dumb. It was stupid. Bad. <laughs> well, whatever. I I really enjoy it. I'm stoked. I have it. Uh, I will say though. I it, it on the end of side A, it does have some pretty not not terrible white uh, static, but it's there. When you look at the actual record, there's there's scoff marks on the end of it. So I need to give it a really good clean, and hopefully it will take it out. But other than that, stoked on it. He gave me a really good deal on it too. So shout out to him. It's awesome. Huge and uh, the next one. We, you and I got this one online when they because they just repressed it. It's Operation Ivy, their record Energy, their only full length record, came out in May of 1989. If you're not familiar with them, this is essentially this is the band right before Rancid. You know, two of the guys from this band went on to form Rancid, and the rest is history. They said they will never make music again. They haven't. They've only reunited like, not even like a full reunion, only like partially re- re- reunited a couple times. And uh, yeah, this is this is just straight up really great ska punk. Like this is the beginning of third wave. There's nothing before this. This is this record is perfect. It's absolutely yeah. perfect. This is I mean it's this just, is like this is like punk ska. Like if you talk about ska punk and how a lot of bands after well well after this incorporated punk into their ska music, this is a band that incorporated ska music into their punk music, and. Yeah, that's true. That's that's I mean that's like a big difference because it does change the entire dynamic of the sound. Yeah, absolutely. And to pretend and that two tone is better than this is just boy <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> What happened was I I threw I threw this album on first and I'm like, oh, I'm really kind of in the mood for more 
this kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'll just throw on the specials. And it was it was a fun time. I had a good time. Well, you put specials so. on before this or after this? No, after after this, after Op IV. God damn. You listened to Op IV and then put specials on after this and still mm. tolerated that shit? Dude, I'm, I really enjoyed wow. that. That was a fun, like, hour, 15 minutes. I had a blast. Okay. All right. It was really good. Fuck. Hey man, that's the way she goes. So. After all that adrenaline pumping, I would have I would have turned that off. <laughs> I would have. All right, the next I have two things left, including my my pick of the week. So uh, this next one is uh, is Corn, their new record uh, Requiem. I have a hard time saying that one. Uh, it's their fourteenth album. Came out just a week and a half ago on February fourth, twenty twenty two, and um, yeah, I got kind of I'm I'm kind of mad about this one. I got this is like a limited edition one. They only made a thousand copies of it. It sold out very fast. And uh, first of all, the place I ordered it from lied to me about shipping, which <laughs> pissed me off that they fucking lied to me. It's true. And then <laughs> idiots. And you know, I I've never had an issue with this this website. This is the first time I've had an issue with them. What what, what is the website? It's 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 Revolver. Revolver. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 tend to have really good quality stuff, and I've never had an issue with shipping or anything. But yeah. The fact that, I mean, it's fine if they forgot. If they forgot, they, that's fine. They messed up. But, you know, own up to it. Don't lie, don't fucking lie to me. I know you fucking lied to me. So, yeah, they lied to me about shipping it. And then I get it, has a gnarly warp in it. So it has a gnarly warp in it, but luckily that doesn't affect the play, thankfully. Uh, there was, you know, some, some service noise, so I'm going to clean it, see how it sounds after, the, after that. But the warp pissed me off. So then I emailed them, you know, telling them what was up. Asking, you know, if, if I can get another copy of it, I'd, I'd be even willing to send this one back. And they said, no, we can't. You you can send it back for a full refund, but we can't send you a new one. But we can't give you 10% off of your next order. Ooh. So, yeah. That was annoying. That was really annoying. After they lied to me and they said it was out of our hands. The fact that it's warped and has surface noise is out of our hands. Well, first of all, you guys fucking pressed it. Second of all... It's not going to get warped in the middle of winter traveling across the U.S. It's not hot. It's fucking cold as fuck. It's not going to get warped. Keep at it. Tell them, like, nah, dude, 10%. That's, that's fucking dumb. I, I ordered this specifically for this variant. Otherwise, I would want somewhere else. Now, that, I mean, sold out. That, that was literally the only reason why I went with Revolver was because of the variant and because it was limited. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so irritated. But, I mean... What I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to get, if they don't give me a, uh, like a replacement copy, I'm just going to get the black version, which is like 20 bucks, and then just sell this one. Because right now, this one is going for like 85 and it's it's actually selling. So it's going for about 85 So if I knock it down to like $60, i will still be making like a, what, $40 profit. So And still get uh, that. I mean, ask them for like, how about like a 25% off my next order and then get that coupon, sell this one, make a little bit of money. Everybody yeah. wins. Uh-huh. Except the person buying your shitty copy, <laughs> which you'll never sell. Uh, I'll sell. I'll sell. Don't worry. But anyway, I got this one. This is definitely not the best corn record. This is probably the worst. The worst corn record. Still pre ordered. You knew it was going to be the worst corn record. You still pre ordered it. I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to give it a guy. shot. I still like it. Like okay, I. I and still, then you I couldn't listen. even wait until you get the fucking record. Like you still know, listen man. to it on the Spotify. It. It's I good. can't do God. it, man. I waited. I waited like four days. I waited. Come on, man. Four Give me fucking days. I waited four days when I should have got it before the album even got released, because record stores, local record stores, were getting it in before it even came out on the fourth. They were posting about it. I'm like, what the fuck? I pre-ordered this shit, 
<laughs> the local record stores are getting it be- before it even comes out. I couldn't wait four days. I couldn't do it, man. I could not do it. <sighs> so yeah, it's not. It's it's their worst. And uh, but I still I still enjoy. I've listened to it maybe. Not th- I've listened to the vinyl twice. Or no, I've listened to the vinyl oh, once. God, dude, I don't even want to hear how many times you listen to this but record. I think I think in all I listened to it maybe five times. Dude, that's so stupid. But I have no yeah, time to not, listen to other list. records, but except for a shit corn record five fucking well, times. This is your life. This like, is who you are. <laughs> when I'm driving around or if I'm, you know, out on a run or going to the gym or whatever, you know, right. throw this record on. Yeah, there's no other things you can listen to on the face of this fucking earth except for a bad corn record. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. I there was like a, if there was like a credibility meter, like it, yours right now would be dipping. It'd be crashing. <laughs> this is like the, it, the stock market is it's like nineteen nineteen right now. It's just crashing, going uh, down. Oh man. Well, that's wrong. It's not wrong at all. It's a bad <laughs> record. You listen to it five fucking times. That's uh, you have a lot of it's good fine. records you picked up this weekend that you didn't listen to five times. Okay, that's fine. I don't need to listen to those other ones five times. Why, why do you need to listen to this one five I times? Know. I don't know because I want to. I'm stupid. All that's right. Fine. As long as you know you're stupid, that's fine. I was just kidding. I was, I was just playing along. I'm not stupid. I'm the smartest person in the world. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> not about that. <laughs> All right. This last thing here uh, is my pick of the week. Uh, I got this one from Discogs. I've been on the lookout for this for since I since we started collecting. Never found it for cheap. Some guy posted it for still expensive, but I'm like I'll make him an offer, and he took the offer like almost half off. You know, from what he was asking. So uh, he was super cool about it, and it was the first record he sold on on Discogs, and uh, it's a Treyu. Their 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 album, The Curse, their second record. It's a nice orange variant, and uh, doesn't really match the cover at all, but whatever. It <laughs> looks nice, and uh, it's pretty much in immaculate immaculate condition. You know, the the LP itself, the jacket, everything is in like perfect condition, and. Uh, I it it sounds fantastic. It, I mean, I played it so fu- I almost maxed out my speakers. I was just I was loving I love this record. It's so fucking good and I'm so stoked to have it. So, now I just need one more Atreyu record and my my Atreyu collection is complete. So, which one do you need? Oh, man. A Death Grip on Yesterday, the one that uh. came out after this. So, yeah, that's going for like the cheapest one right now is $70 and I've already tried to lowball the guy on Discogs, but he denied it. So I can't lowball him again, um, <laughs> and he has nothing else worth worth buying. So I can't. I can lowball him the same amount. You could. That's true. Oh, you should. Yeah, and then, and then he'll think like, "Oh, maybe this is worth that much," and then I'll just, you can just have it. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Tag team these Let's fools on Discogs. Let's do it. All right. So, yeah, I tell you the curse. Like I said, second record came out June 29th of two thousand four. This uh, this record was huge for me in high school. This band was huge for me in high school, and uh, I w- I remember when this came out. It just dude, this blew me away. It's so fucking good. Just I don't I I hate calling the band metalcore because that's what they are, but they are just beyond the other bands of the genre. Like they're so much fucking better than the other bands of that fucking era. And uh, this is this is a truly great record. And I know you agree. I know you I know you do. It was uh, it was it was funny when we did a tray you on the pod a long time ago with uh, with Justin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listening to these songs again, and I was just like, holy shit! I didn't even like, I didn't follow this band at all in high school. I didn't, I didn't actively seek out these songs, but I knew like sixty to seventy percent of all of these songs because this band was so ingrained in our high school culture. 
Well, I mean, they went to our high school. They went to our high school. So <laughs> they were, they, yes, exactly. They're like four or five years older than us. So like it's, when they were graduating when we were coming into the high school, you know. But you're right. Like this is just good in like 2000s metalcore. And then, I mean, as much as I make fun of them just because Renee likes them a lot. But like I, at, as you lay dying also is a really good or was at the time a really, really good metalcore band. Metalcore yeah, has true. since transformed to something that is like five percent good and ninety five percent just really, really, really bad. But this is just an era of metalcore that was that was metalcore. That was like still metal sounding, but with the hardcore elements to it. And it was fantastic. Yeah, and this yeah. is a really good album. And I would buy this. Even for I'd probably pay like forty, fifty bucks for this, to be honest. Would you really? No way. But I don't think I, I don't think I'd buy more. I don't I don't think I'd pay more for this. I'm surprised you'd even go that high for this. It was a good album. It was solid. Damn. Because, I mean, we did Suicide Notes. uh, Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, we did Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses. That was, like, a year ago we did that. But, yeah, when we did The Curse, that was was in the old format. That was maybe four years ago, something like that. And we did the Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses. That was, like, $17 or $18 on Amazon. Yeah. It was so cheap, and that's not, not the case anymore. Oh, yeah, it skyrocketed in price. It's crazy. But I still listen to that one. I mean, probably once every month, maybe once every wow. couple of months. Yeah. Color me impressed. It's a good album. Come on, guy. Like I, I'm not. I'm no. I'm no stranger here. To uh, our high school was metalcore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you All were not into metalcore, you were now the outcast. Like, it, were most high schools like if I, 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 I don't know because I've never been to most high schools, but our high school, the common denominator was always metalcore. Everybody fucking like metalcore. So if you liked ska music or pop punk, then you were kind of like, okay, you're the outcast here. If you like anything else, you like hip hop, you're <laughs> definitely the outcast. Or predominantly white person in high school, but metalcore was like the first year of the common denominator. So I, I listened to a lot of this music just because it was there. Everybody yeah. else listened to it, so just by osmosis, it, it was ingrained into my my psyche. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, well, I'm going to play my favorite Atreyu song of all time, and that's Demonology and Heartache uh, off of uh, The Curse. So here it is. Die, you're born, 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 you
Oh man, that that scream <laughs> leading into that bridge, that Alex, that extended scream that Alex does. Oh, forget about it. It's so good. I don't know why you hate this this band so much. I don't get it. It's just uh, one of those things, I guess. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. That, what, what do you think of this song? So you're not is, um, super familiar with the tree. I mean, just just the the albums that we've done, and then ranking them in, in various pods. It's uh, it's crazy how energetic Atreyu has been, but also when even when they're slower than they are now, they're mm-hmm. still more energetic. Even when they slow it down on on early albums, and a lot of the like the the album that you want next, the one that came after this one, yeah. I can't remember what the name was, but I remember Death, there's a, a couple Death songs on that that I really, really, really liked, but overall I wasn't a fan of that album. Mm. But this era of Atreyu, sometimes when they when they slow it down and they chug and they just 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 slow it down overall, they're still more energetic, they're still more exciting. There's just more there's there's more feeling, there's more there's more I don't know, there's there's more excitement than anything they've done in the past couple of years that, that that we've that we've talked about, that we've heard. I think the song's fantastic. I think it's great. I love it. So good. Some of the most emo lyrics in that chorus too. Cauterize those wounds with every word I can give to you. I'm holding your heart in my hands, dude. It's I mean, dude, beyond. It's so emo, man. They're <laughs> fucking emo guys that just so happened to pick up metalcore. Like really, like I their know, song titles, the way they play too. A lot of the times is very, it, especially it's, back it's, in the day. Yeah, it's, it's very like something Chris Caraba would do. Just plug in with with distortion. And now you have the chords that a tray you are doing. It's yeah, very yeah, emo. Yeah, yeah. Solid. So there you go. That's my pick. A tray you and their album, The Curse. And uh yeah, that's all I got. So uh let's let's move on real quick to some new music and other happenings in the music world. Uh nothing really has come out this week that's been I don't know, relevant or kinda wanna talk about, right? There's nothing there? Nah. No. Okay. So uh this first part here actually so outside of that, some new some happenings in the music world weezer or rivers at least from weezer has announced four albums four new albums that are, that are going to come out this year what to coincide with a different season so uh the first one's going to come out on march 20th for the start of spring june 20th september 22nd and december 21st so let's see if it actually happens uh he did he did also say that uh nothing's truly confirmed because nothing has been run by the record label or uh, their managers. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> if it actually happens, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure he's written all of it, and I'm sure he's probably recorded yeah, it Yeah, it's all done. It, it's just a matter of is. being released. So It's either like, do you... Then, then it also just, it's weird that he released this Weezify app, and so now he's going to go to the record label and his manager and say, hey, I have, all the, I have, an, I have an entire album done. Mm-hmm. Can I release this under the label? And they're just saying no. He's okay. Well, I'm going to put it on my app, and that means 100 percent of the profits are just going to go to me, as opposed yeah. to whatever percentage is going to go to the label at that point. So we'll hear the music by the end of the year. All four of these oh, albums, for sure. Yeah, he's. I think you're totally right with the Weezify app. It's going to happen without like a I, doubt. And I'd rather just give the money directly to him. I would too. And we we need to talk about that after the pod like what we want to do with this app because i i really want to hear some of these these songs and demos so yeah we'll we'll talk about that after the after the pod but yeah so stay tuned for that i mean we 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 always talk about Weezer so you'll you'll know when we know so <laughs> uh that that's all i got on that 
Uh, the last thing here is Record Store Day. Uh, they they released the list of vinyl that are coming out. What what day is Record Store Day again? This is going to be April something. April something. Okay. It's like mid April. I, I don't know. Yeah. April for sure. I just I can't remember when it was. I can't either. But look it up. But yeah. uh yeah. So they released the the records that are going to be released that day. And really, there's only one one record that I'm interested in. Maybe two. Uh, that being Dillinger Escape Plan, their last record they came out with before they split, and then that Charles Mingus, I'm kind of interested in. So, otherwise, eh, whatever. It's record store day. Most of the stuff is garbage. I mean, I don't want a live bad company record that's going to be forty dollars. That does well, not interest me. So, like looking at the record store day list, though, as opposed to like past ones, like the Black Friday record store day list was since we've been collecting is the worst. It was so awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Looking at this terrible. list. If you were to put yourself in other people's shoes, there is a lot of things here for a lot of variety of people. There's hip-hop here. There's old-school rock. There's new rock. There's pop. There's everything. I like I like that. I, I, I like that record store day doesn't suck in April. There's only two things I want, one <laughs> being the Dillinger, the other one being a, a Grateful Dead stuff. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I, I don't want anything here. But I, I can't look at this and say, oh, wow, there is something for everybody here. And I feel like that's what, like that's what record store day is supposed to be, right? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That is a good point. What like like one of the biggest things that I saw here was a Kirk Hammett, twelve inch. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's his first solo record. He's never put out a solo record, and John Theodore actually plays drums on it. You're going to be playing drums on it. It's it's not even out yet. It comes out in April. Oh, okay. so this is going to like coincide with the release of the the record. He he just announced the. The record, like last week, actually, I think it was only last week that he announced I'm, it. I'm actually very interested in hearing this record because any 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 rhythm guitarist for a band that puts out a solo record, I'm super interested in hearing. So well, he's not. Very, he's, he's lead guitar player. He's the rhythm guitarist, bro. Oh, James Hetfield. James Hetfield is, is 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 the lead guitarist. <laughs> he allows Kurt Hammett to pretend to be the lead guitarist. <laughs> Kurt Hammett is the rhythm he guitarist of Metallica. <laughs> so anytime a rhythm guitarist puts out a puts out an album, I'm very very interested in. And John Theodore playing drums on it is pretty cool, right? No, I didn't even I know mean, that. Which is, I mean, Kurt Hammer's not a great guitar player. He's 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 good, but he's not. He great. writes amazing solos, though. Some ama- truly amazing mm. solos. I mean, mm, eh, I guess. Well, you're stupid. I mean, you're just being stupid. Now you're just being I dumb. I, I thought we were. I thought we were being cool, but then you just proved me wrong by being stupid. No, because you think he's the lead guitarist of Metallica, and he's not the lead. <laughs> he's clearly not the lead guitarist of Metallica. But well, they I, they um Kirk Hammett. And then Rob Trujillo, the bass player for Metallica, and John Theodore, and I forgot, there's like one or two other guys. They have a cover band called like The Wedding Band, and they started that like a year ago. So I think that's why John Theodore is involved with this record, because they're already in a cover band together. Okay. Which is pretty cool. I've never heard the music actually, but yeah, apparently they play like, they'll play like, like after shows for certain bands or like after a Metallica show, they'll play like at a local bar and play just cover songs. That's cute. Yeah, which is rad. I mean, Kirk Hammond and John Theodore what the f- and Rob Trio. Come on, man. All-star. All-star lineup right there. I, <laughs> dude, Kirk Hammond is not that great. His solos are not. Like, they're good. They're good. But fuck, man, they're not that great. Like, they're not as great compared to just the riffage, this phenomenal riffage that goes on during the song. There's not. I, I, you just haven't listened to enough of it. You haven't really dove into it and... I, I, That's, it's quite possible. It is quite possible, but um, his his guitar solo on "Shortest Straw" 
is one of the coolest things ever. His guitar solo on Obvious on Master of Puppets is an iconic thing. I don't even like Inner Sandman, but that guitar solo, from a songwriting standpoint, I think it's one of the coolest solos of all time. No, from a songwriting standpoint, Inner Sandman is a fantastic song. It's, it notches all the all the all the boxes. I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not saying he's like technically he's not the greatest by far, but I mean songwriting wise and his solo writing, like so, guitar solo writing. Is fucking great. It's amazing. Kurt Ham is not a top 100 guitarist, while James mm-hmm. Hetfield is a top 100 guitarist. <sighs> okay. All right. That's it. I mean, James Hetfield is an amazing guitar player. His right hand is one of the best right hands in music. Can't fuck with it. That's, um, I mean, that's hmm, easy, Tiger. Reel it in. Reel like, it come in. Come on, it's true. Come We're on. We're not fishing here. Reel it in. You, you, you got nothing on the line. Reel he, it in. He's probably he's probably one of Take the greatest rhythm guitar players of all time. Rhythm guitar players. Okay. You know it's true. Don't be stupid. He well, is I, he is one of the best. Yeah, that's fine. If not the best. He's he's not the best. Come on, that's silly boy talk. Rhythm guitar players. Come on, he is. Malcolm Young is better than him. That's already done. Uh, done deal. So Good obnoxious, night. man. Good night. Such an overrated that's band. It? I like ACDC. As I like them, but damn, are they overrated? Okay. They, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan just yelled at me. <laughs> they've only written like thirty of the most greatest hard rock songs of all time. They they've know. written one song and released it, you know, over the last fifty years. <laughs> so, did you, did you hear Ryan yell at me? I did. That's that's the top three band from Bon Jovi, <laughs> Offspring, and ICDC, baby. That's it. You know, he knows four songs. That's it. That's all. Yeah, <clears throat> I figured that out in the Bon Jovi episode. <laughs> Like, bro, this is your favorite guy. This all you know is the one song. What? <laughs> that was impressively bad. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, that's it. All okay. Right. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Do we we got anything else on records for day? No. That's it. That's all. All right. So thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into the Boxcar Racer album, Boxcar Racer. Uh, so. Stay tuned for that. Keep listening. Tell your friends, family, and go give us five stars on iTunes or Apple Music, whatever you want to call it. Spotify as well. Get into that. Uh, and that's it. That's all. Give Joe. Good